April 26th, 2022. 2022 is almost a third of the way over. What are you doing with your life? This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by NWC Demon Diva Issa and Alfred Kanawa tonight to talk about NXT 2.0, a show that started, started off hot. They opened with the showstopper. It peaked early, and then it was a slow descent from there. Uh, we're going to get into, into discuss all of it. Alfred, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great, and uh, a little bit of a slow news day, except for the biggest story in the world right now, which does involve somebody who uh, impressed at WrestleMania two years ago, and that is Bad Bunny, who will be in a wrestling ring, but this time as a Marvel superhero. He's making history. I believe he's the first Latin-born uh, Marvel superhero, and according to CinemaCon... Yes, yes he is. Yes, he is. In Tuesday morning, they announced that the WWE wrestler occasionally will portray Juan Carlos Estrada Sanchez, a luchador in the upcoming Sony Pictures Marvel film El Muerto. So Bad Bunny, he and Sony executives announced this really big news. And of course, Bad Bunny super fan, number one fan, NYC Diva, Demon Diva. Are you excited about this news with Bad Bunny? Yeah, I don't know if you're aware. Um obsessed with bad bunny i know i don't i don't make it known but i'm slightly obsessed with him i think it's incredible i i saw the interview that he made yesterday he was telling the press how he's he's a wrestler so this is why this role is perfect for him warm my heart from our tiny little puerto rico taking over the world and doing it in a whole different level at everything he sets out to do so i'm super excited to see what he does here because bad bunny does not have ass anything so i know he's gonna give it his all gonna go out and pick up all the el muerto comics yeah, Spider Man, get ready with uh El Muerto. It's gonna be a lot of fun. There's a you know, I follow a couple of channels that do comic book rundowns, and hopefully, they cover that leading up to this movie because this is a really big deal and it's gonna take Bad Bunny to the next level. And it's gonna be more eyeballs in WWE too because this guy, you know, he lives right, he loves wrestling. And uh, I do think that even after this movie, when his profile gets bigger, he's still gonna come back uh to pro wrestling to do some kind of capacity whether it's another Royal oh, Rumble yeah. appearance WrestleMania you know and that's only going to help WWE's brand I actually wonder how far they're going to go into the story of El Muerto if they're going to like review how this has been a generations and maybe bring a couple of cameos from WWE or other oh. wrestlers stars to play like you know the family because the legacy of El Muerto is the generations keep passing down the mass generation by generation mm. yes I am an El Muerto expert overnight but I think it would be very interesting to see if they bring other wrestlers to make cameos just to see who they have played the prior generations. Yeah. Yeah, that's really Hey, cool. look, Sony, I mean, the Sony, uh, what are they calling it? The Sony Spider-Man universe is... Uh, Spider-Verse? Yeah, well, it's very... Uh, well, you know, like the, what they're doing with Morbius and Venom and all oh, the yeah, yeah. Spider-Man-related characters. It's been... Carnage. I mean, I actually say that, you know, Morbius aside, the Venom movies were delightful, surprisingly. I agree. I think they were very funny. And I think they were a little too inside baseball, but I enjoyed it, you know? Really? I did. I think there are a lot of things that, you know, they make a reference. A lot of the jokes you had to kind of really know. Uh, and there were some that I did pick up, but then there were some that were very inside that I felt. But I felt like it was a very funny movie. I'm just waiting for... But you have uh, to be in the know to get some yes, of the jokes, right? It's like watching an episode there. of Dynamite. Yeah, exactly. I won't be satisfied <laughs> until course. Venom until Venom says to Eddie Brock, Eddie, why you treat me like animal? Then, then I'll be satisfied. Um, watch that again the other night. A lot of it's outdated. Some of it still holds up. All time, Anyhow, all time great movie. 
Yes. Uh, so what else? What else we got in the news? Um, more news. WWE Raw drops. It didn't drop too much. It was just a 2% drop, but it was its lowest audience since January, uh, mainly uh, obviously due to the NBA playoffs, which are going on. First round has been fired, by the way. And uh, sorry to your Brooklyn Nets that they got swept out of the playoffs. Pretty ugly. Can we, Tuesday get, can we, stick, can we stick to the wrestling news, Alfred? We have a show to yep. do here, please. Yeah, absolutely right. Let me be professional. Bucks in five tomorrow, by the way. But uh, the NBA playoffs did hurt WWE Raw, so 1.614 million. I actually really enjoyed Raw last night. I thought it was one of the better episodes. I think they handled both of the comebacks really well. I'm actually excited about Mustafa Ali. Ali. And so I liked Raw. What did you think about it from what you saw about it, Issa? I thought that Raw started out a little shy, and then it got a couple of shots in and warmed up. I thought the return of Asuka was incredible. I thought the return of Ali. You set up two storylines that could be main event that doesn't need a title involved with Asuka and Becky and Champa and Ali. I thought it was a great mm. job. Randy Orton got his flowers. I thought the main event slapped. However, that is Elias. That's it. Yes. I was busy watching Better Call Saul last night and just... Uh enamored with what i saw on tv last night one of the best hours of television i've Without seen the series it. finale of bitter call Saul? no only episode three but mm. it very much rivaled uh breaking bad's best episodes it's very wow. good wow very good, good things about it i just saw bob Odenkirk talking to bill murray it's very funny it's a slow it's a slower show breaking bad had like a lot happened better call Saul's a little slower but last night was uh yeah quite quite something uh but no i heard raw was good yeah, and I recommend watching. It wasn't a Raw segment. I think it was before they started the show. There's a segment between Ezekiel and Kane that is absolutely hilarious. Laugh out loud hilarious. I don't want to spoil it for you, but very funny stuff between Ezekiel and You Mayor mean Elias. Yes, yeah, Elias slash Ezekiel. Listen, I just go with the lie detector text, man, and he passed for now. I asked a magic A-ball, which is known to be way more reliable than a lie detector test. So... Okay, well, yeah, I didn't know about the Magic 8-Ball. That definitely trumps everything. So changes everything. Yep. He is. Well, the uh, latest news story, save the, the messiest for last, I guess this became a juicy story. Becky Lynch came out in defense of WWE. Shocker, Becky Lynch uh, admitted that she thought that the WWE women's division was the best in the world. She thought it was better than AEW's. Um, she said, quote, so I wish I could say yes, but unfortunately, I don't think they're represented the way that we are. This is Becky Lynch on AEW's women's division. She said, they don't get as much time as we get, and frankly, they're not as good as we are. Then she doubled down and said, certainly on Raw, we have the best women's division in the world, in the world. I say without any hesitation in my voice, we have the best women's division in the world. Becky Lynch saying it with her chest, Issa. Uh, she definitely doesn't need a lie detector test because no lies detected on anything that Becky Lynch said in regards to that. Um, she made a good point, and I'm only hoping that AW takes words and say, okay, challenge accepted and start getting their women better. I do think they can build some stars, but there's a division there that, you know, she mentioned Ruby Soho. I think it was like, what, 103 days that she was off television and then she just had a short match right before the main event as usual. So Becky Lynch is not, she's not lying. I think AEW could get there, but they're not giving, they're not doing them any favors. It's, do you think part of it is because NXT really allowed uh, it's women's division, a lot of the wrestlers to become stars, almost mm -hmm. organic. Yeah, it, it, in the in the same interview, Becky Lynch actually gives all of the credit to how WWE is treating the women to Triple H and what he started yeah. with the women in NXT. 
And that it makes complete sense because that showed WWE when you saw one of the most memorable matches of the modern era was Sasha Banks versus uh, Bailey inside the Barclays Center sold out people going crazy in this like classic match that showed WWE. Oh, my God, these women can draw. And, and that's where I think the big difference is between AEW and WWE is WWE has a murderous row of women who can main event the pay-per-view easily. Bianca Belair, yep. Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Ronda, Bailey, you name it. Uh, I think AEW has two women who can main event an AEW pay-per-view, and they can only main event against each other, and that's Britt Baker right. and Jay Cargill. That's it. That's yeah. all you got mm-hmm. in terms of the depth, and there's not a lot of depth there. And even Britt Baker kind of alluded to that in her most recent promo on television. You know, yeah. they, I, so in business, I'm sorry, Issa? No, go ahead. Okay, in business, there there are two ideas sometimes in how you build audience and support, and that's you can build something from the top down or from the ground up. And I feel like with right. NXT it's been very much from the ground up. Whereas with AEW, it's been Tony Khan saying, okay, I believe in Brit. I believe in Jade. Right. And then putting them on the fast track. Whereas in NXT, especially a lot of these women got over very organically. And even when um, they got over and weren't given opportunities, that became part of their story. Where do you see that in AEW that the fans are clamoring or getting behind uh, a female performer and that's causing AEW to say, okay, we recognize this. We're going to give her, more time, more bigger storylines. I think Thunder Rosa to a degree, but I feel like a lot of this is coming from who Tony thinks should be at the head of uh, the women's division. Yeah, I think the booking of Thunder Rosa has actually kind of exposed them a little bit just based on, you know, her booking as champion, I don't think has been very good at all. Yeah, she's had a whole, what was it, three minutes since she won the title. She's had three minutes on television since she won the title 40 days ago. So, yeah. it's, you know, you can you can do better. And, and the... And the angle that they gave her against uh, Nyla Rose was just, you know, I, I didn't, I personally didn't like it. You didn't have to go in that direction with Thunder Rosa, but you can, you can create the stars. You just have to, to, like you said, believe in them. I know there's a lot of question on the women revolution and when did it start, but to Alfred's point, I remember being at Barclays. I didn't even watch NXT. I was just there because it was, I was living in Brooklyn. Like, you know, and I was like, I'm going to go because I was going to go to SummerSlam the next day. I watched that Sasha and Bailey match live and it changed my life. I started caring about mm-hmm. women's wrestling from that moment. And I think everybody can create that magic with the right creative, with the right theme behind them, and, and obviously the right training as well. I had not watched a single episode of NXT. I had not watched any WWE programming that was not tough enough in perhaps 10 years. Wow. And I tuned into that NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, and mm-hmm. I became a weekly watcher after that. And that was probably 90% due to that match. Yeah, it's a very thing. Just yeah. talking about it makes me remember exactly how I felt because there was a whole story behind it. And it was just, they had this great like emotional story that they told. And it was a lot of fun to watch. And it put really those women and women's wrestling, because that's why they had the four horsewomen pose in the middle of the ring. It like really changed everything for women's wrestling. And while we're at it, you also have to, because we talk about AW building Jade and Britt, they were the champions, right? I also feel like these title reigns, including Britt Baker's, is not elevating anyone, where I do think WWE in certain cases have been able to elevate somebody else. Like when Becky was in her demand run, she wasn't the champion for the majority mm-hmm. of it. She didn't go on to win these titles until what, WrestleMania? But still, we were all behind her. We wanted that. And you can't, you, you don't need to put a belt on someone just to build them. I just, there's something about, I think, Tony Khan and his booking and something about AEW fans where I feel like they just haven't really gotten behind a lot of the women, like both creatively and 
audience support and that's really been a hindrance yeah i think they're more reliant on like the minute to minute ratings and it means more to aew especially a show like dynamite to do good viewership so maybe they're over analyzing like well we're gonna have to build a lot of these women in order for them to eventually become ratings draw like a jay cargill ended up doing but they don't want to take that risk as much i think with the women's division i think with a lot you're seeing people like wheeler Yuta get built up well but they're surrounding them with these big stars and i think if you could put that same effort in the women's division you can build television stars man or women yeah i don't know yeah. i don't know why it's it, you know it's really weird to think about the early days of AEW, because now we're far enough along when it was like, oh, Kenny was booking the women's division. And, you know, Brandy was talking about how to improve the women's division and Cody had more booking influence. And it's really incredible how like Tony underwriting the whole thing decided to sort of flex his uh, his uh, muscle and his say in things very quickly. Right. Yeah. I did. I did an exercise on my stream today. I encourage everyone to do it. Go to allelitewrestling.com, click on roster, and take a look at the different ratio between the male roster and the female roster. And that should tell you where they're at with that division. Yeah. There's something also about the psychology of, of just, um, you know, like fans of New Japan. I mean, for instance, you know what I mean? Like, I think there are just some wrestling fans that just very much like a particular style of wrestler, a very particular style of wrestling. And it's just not what they're there for. And in fact, those are the ones that get very defensive if you get critical of AEW's women's division. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's funny because AEW women's division, I don't think there's an excuse. They have now the pieces in place. I think that's what stands out. You have Ruby Soho now. You have Tony Storm. You've got, you know, in addition to Britt Baker and these homegrown stars that they've tried to make, uh, they've got an actual division. It's just not being used. And regardless yeah. of what people say when they freak out, that's always going to be an emotional response if you're rooting for your home team. But the fact of the matter is it just there is something that hardcore fans are going to gravitate toward. It's going to be more of the ROH. That's why Tony Khan bought ROH. It's like a vanity project yeah. for a time in wrestling where women wrestling was not really yeah. something that a lot of these hardcore fans consumed. It's just a sign of the time. So it's and to, their, to play devil's advocate, AEW is still a very new company. It took WWE a long time to grasp a hole on certain things, put the women in a different, you know, in a different scale. So let's just give them some time. But it's just like, been like you know. five years. No. Yeah, that is true. And I don't think that holds up because if you look at the men's roster, AEW has not had a lot of time um, with this men's roster. You could make the argument. I'm swayed either way with a great show from either company where I'm like, okay, AEW right. has the best roster. Oh, no, maybe WWE does have the best roster. And it took AEW four years, and they've got a men's roster that rivals anybody's in the world. You cannot tell me they can't do it with the talent they have with the women. Yeah. And to be fair, look, WWE isn't perfect. At any given time, they have interest in maybe four women on the roster. Right. Maybe. Right. And there's usually a title involved. I mean, NXT, hands down, is the best women's division. Like, they've held that right. title I, now for 10 years. That's the main reason why I jumped off my seat when I saw Asuka come back yesterday and go after Becky because I was like, finally, a storyline I'm into that doesn't involve a title. Like, why not? It makes sense. You can create those storylines without the title. And WWE hasn't done it in a while, so I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah. Uh, we got some super chats. We've got yes, a great we let's go. women's match and feud yeah, to talk go. about. But first... Let's talk about the sponsor of this episode. Alex. Oh, you're going to make me wait for it. Okay, the sponsor right now. Yeah, while everybody is still safe, let's read this copy. Are you ready for your next home? Wrestling Inc. is helping make home ownership easy by partnering with our guy Conrad Thompson and First Family Mortgage. You don't need perfect credit, and you may not even need a down payment. Waiting will only cost you money. 
will only cost you money. Get started today at savewithwink.com. Here are some more details from the GOAT. Tony Schiavone, we'll see you in 30 seconds. Hello, wrestling fans. Tony Schiavone here for my good friends at First Family Mortgage and WrestlingInc.com. Maybe it's time to buy a house. Buying my house was one of the best decisions of my life. I want to tell you, I want that for you and your family. It's a competitive market right now when it comes to buying a house. I suggest you lean on the advice of an expert. Complete the fast and easy form, and a member of Conrad's team will be in touch very soon. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You know, Raj was originally like, I'll, I'll give you a loan. You know, decent, decent points, decent juice on the action. But then cooler heads prevailed and said, let's go to a professional like Conrad Thompson. Make this a little more legitimate, you know, Hell above yeah. the board. Uh, so we got some super chats quickly to get into here. Steve Marcuccielli saying Nikita Lyons versus Bianca Belair, big future match. I mean, look, we'll talk about Nikita Lyons, but I think there is no, no ceiling on what she can accomplish if fans continue to react to her the way that they have. Yeah. Oh, they're going to react for sure. Definitely reacting to her. She's definitely getting these uh, great reactions. They really, if they're going to change her name, they all I ask, they change the K's to C's. N I C C I T A Lions, I think would be a much better name for her. And Anthony, why? Anthony, the authorities have been in contact with us to say, like, what do you know about this guy? Like, we hear a tornado is coming to Wichita and we need to seek it out, but you cannot stop that tornado. Notice Anthony, why? Oh, Roman Reigns and so This tornado, this tornado has now been on my live streams chat. <laughs> okay, this tornado is taking over. Yes. Roman versus the tornado raw in Wichita coming. So Alfred, how confident are you this isn't going to end terribly and get you dragged or questioned by some authorities? I, I Listen, I, I want to make it very clear. I am not affiliated with the actions of Anthony Y. It is a tornado. I cannot predict what's going to happen with this tornado. All right, I, Torna- you know? Allow me. I, allow me to interrupt, and I'm gonna say, based on the uh, on the appearances of Roman Reigns in the last three Raws, you're safe, Alfred. He's <laughs> not on the show. I'm sorry, Anthony. You're gonna have to go to SmackDown. I mean, yeah, it's gonna find him wherever he is. If I was Roman Reigns, you know where Roman why he's been gone is he's been hiding from Anthony Y. He's just been if, practicing if how he's gonna hide from needs, this man. If Roman Reigns needs a place to hide from Anthony White, I mean, yes. you know. Tornadoes don't come through uh, the, that region uh, too, too much, so I think they'd be safe no, over there. No, no. Now, if Anthony was a hurricane, he wouldn't be safe. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Shout out to Anthony White, man. Roman Reigns is in so much trouble. Take it easy on him, please. Keep Kansas intact, Anthony. I just want to make it clear that I have not encouraged this at all. I'm not encouraging. I'm telling him to keep the man safe. I'm issuing a, should we do, this is what we should do. Every week we need to issue a tornado threat level at where it's at right now. I feel like it's like a six. <laughs> and then come June, it's going to be at like a nine and a half. And this thing is just going to, can we get a graphic, an Anthony Y tornado warning graphic? I'll work on that. No, unless you get one of the machines, like the movie Twister, that is going to go into the tornado and read <laughs> the exact threat level. Like we need to make a whole vlog out of this. Oh God, please. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, <laughs> let's talk about NXT. Uh, this start this started so strong. Nikita Lyons versus Lash Legend. Fans losing their goddamn minds. Great shot of Nikita. 
walk into the ring. People had signs. People were cheering. People were booing Lash. Like, this is like some of the most engaged I've seen the NXT 2.0 crowd in the history of NXT 2.0. These two women start throwing punches. Very hard-hitting match to start. Issa, what did you think of this match? I don't know. What would we say? Big meaty girl slapping me? I don't know hey. if that's the right thing to say here, but my God, I love that. I think that's I an Alfred search history somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Try everywhere. So, Expose. Also good. But <laughs> listen, I love this opener. I love that they didn't keep us waiting. It was so funny because I had my iPad set up. And I got up to grab a drink and I came back and I saw Nikita on the stream. And I'm like, if you're going to start with her, let me know next time. So that I'm sitting here comfortably and not miss a second of her. I think, like Glenn said, the reaction that she's getting, there's no ceiling for what she can do. And the match was actually very good. Love the twist at the end. Love Natalia coming out. I was waiting for it because that's what they alluded to last week. I thought this was a very, very, very strong opener. Now, me too. I, I very much like this. I was entertained. They got through it. You know, they're only going to get better with ring time. So they just need as much time as possible. But Nikita Lyons, I think, just really comes off like a star in here. And in very short order, she's really endeared herself uh, to this crowd. And she knows exactly how to present herself that way. I think she's done a good job in this spot. So listen, this is this. Is, I just watched this and I saw how this crowd reacting to her. And they're just chanting Nikita throughout. And this is a very good crowd tonight. And I saw the yeah. potential that she could have. Joseph Boza is saying this is probably the hottest non-title feud in NXT women's history. I mean, wow. certainly in 2.0, but I don't know about <laughs> yeah. history. I don't know about history. Are we forgetting uh, Paige versus Summer Rae? I mean, we're really, you know, of course, looking over a lot. Because um, Summer Rae was an in-ring interviewer, and then she got into it with Paige, and then they ended up having a feud. Oh, yeah. God, that was like 10 years ago, almost. Yeah, yeah. was it 2012? Yeah, it was about 10 years ago. That's crazy. Uh, but no, look, this match was great. Here's here's my worry for Nikita. I think they're going to put the title on her very soon. Mm-hmm. And then I think they're going to ruin her the exact same way they ruined Ray Ripley. Um, because they're not going to know what to do when she's a champion. I think Natalia's going to get a run with that. But I, I think it'll be a while before we get... I think the belt goes from Mandy to maybe Natalia and then Nikita. I, and I think it's going to take a while. I hope it does. But... Um, yeah, you know, they rush through everything in NXT because you never know when they're going to get called up because in this administration, right. these are all people who Vince McMahon would typically want to call up to the main roster. So anything is in fast forward in NXT. I just, I don't know how she's going to fare on the main roster. I don't know how Vince would book her. I mean, I don't know. Like, but the crowd reaction is impeccable. I just want great stories. And with Lash, like this is really good. The crowd was booing Lash Legend tonight. I thought Lash was pretty over with that crowd. Yeah, yeah, but she's she's been playing a heel. And I thought Lash has been doing a good job playing the heel character as of late, especially the last couple of weeks. I think she's a, g- a good talker, and you know she's obviously a phenomenal athlete. So that's going to come hopefully the in ring, but um, she's got everything. And you mentioning yeah. that makes me think that I really want Lash in a different uh, field where people can really see her potential because she is so impressive looking. I love her gear and just her height. Her She's very athletic, and I just want to be able for people to also cheer for her. But if you're making us pick a side, I feel like the majority of the people are going to pick Nikita at this point. So I can't wait to see her in a different field and see how the crowd reacts to her. 
And yeah. here's the, I feel I feel the same way about Lash and Nikita. They're in this boat where without like Nia Jax, they don't really have that kind of monster heel woman. And I think um, you know, even Nikita is probably has most potential as a babyface, but I think Vince McMahon would assess this roster like who's gonna be my big heel woman in that role. And I think Lash Legend and Nikita Lions, depending on who progresses faster, is gonna get that role, or maybe Jade Cargill in twenty twenty four. And Nikita's still really early in her career. So I feel like, uh, yeah, there's almost that that worry that too much too soon. But no, right. look, I thought she looked great tonight. Took some uh, pretty hard-hitting bumps on the outside in the steel steps. She did end up winning the match, but then immediately after winning, attacked by Natalia and Lash. And then Cora came out to make the save. Cora <laughs> looks uh, very small in stature. Thank you. Physique. I was going to say, like, I'm supposed to. Like, if I'm in the middle of the ring, right, and I'm trying to fight Nikita Lions and Lash Legend and Cora comes out, I'll be like, girl, turn around. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like, how is that realistic? <laughs> I'll tell you how they made it realistic is that they had her use a skateboard because that was the only way that you could even come close to believing she had a chance because she, I mean, was being dwarfed by Lash Legend. It was somewhere <laughs> Darby Allen was so offended. Yeah. Yeah, gimmick infringement there. Uh, but she had bars for Darby Allen, by the way. We don't have to get into that. I know. <laughs> Her using like a little kid's skateboard to beat up Lash Legend still just kind of looked like a funny visual. But you could buy that that would fend off this giant from uh, Cora Jade. Well, and same thing, by the way, with Brooks and Dunn and uh, Fallon backstage. Like sometimes you just get people that are taller and very, you know, uh, that carry themselves with uh, more... Uh, intimidating presence and you get someone who's not and that creates a disparity i mean that's just very very simple that way and i think with cora cora um i don't do you think what do you think it is do you think it's that it's her age because i mean i just don't think she carries herself with any sort of swagger or confidence yet i feel like she's getting there but that's the part that's not connecting for me you know what i mean she seems still too much like an underdog not where i'm seeing there's that legitimate hope spot that she could win you know Audience yeah, she's yeah. getting she's getting that Dominic treatment where Dominic Mysterio is a grown man and we all see him as, as Rey Mysterio's little kid. Like that's literally the yeah. same vibe that I get from her. And by the yeah, way, and I didn't do her this, any favors yeah. to make her like a fangirl from Natalia. So. Yeah. And by the way, say I'm 46 years old and people all the time treat me like I'm I'm some kid in my twenties because of how I sound <laughs> and how I carry myself sometimes in it's business. It's because you have great skin. Exactly. You have a youthful look. You've got a glow about yes. you, you have a boyish glow. Mm, been working on this a long time uh but no but i think there's something to be said for that what uh i've been vegan for 20 years now so maybe that's why you know okay yeah uh yeah yeah that'll do it uh but with core i just think yeah she needs like to uh to exude a little more confidence and i think that that's what's missing for me like i don't see her as champion material yet not because of her ability but just because she doesn't come across as dominant or confident it seems too much like um, you know, it's, it's, it's two, one, two, three kid, the stage sure. of her career. And that's all she can be. She's nine, but she's very, very young. She's in her early twenties, maybe even younger than that. And she's just kind of been wrestling for a few years now. So that's going to come if, yeah, as long absolutely. as she continues to develop. Absolutely. Uh, but no, love this match. And so there's going to be a tag match next week at spring break in. There better be a pop and lock competition. Uh, I, ain't... <laughs> well, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Yes. No, no, go for it. Go for it. No, no, what were you saying about pop and lock? 
I don't want to say there better be some break, there better be some break dancing. It's you can't call it spring break, and you got to play "Ain't No Stopping Us" by Ali and Jerry. Like we got to, you know, do the robot. You, you said "Pop and Lock," and Alfred just completely blanked out. Like, wait, what? Like, okay, <laughs> I had to hear it. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> but break in. That was going to be my point. Is I thought this whole time until I saw the graphic, it was spring break dash in. Like you're going to break into somebody's house. <laughs> I wasn't thinking breaking, like breaking, breaking, like that's oh, no, that's no, right. It's, it's spring breaking, not break in. We're breaking, breaking. Break okay, gonna break in. Gonna put but. your toothbrush in the in the toilet. <laughs> gonna you know, uh, you know, uh, put my feet up. You know, my bare feet. Should we wear over, like, like should we wear some kind of special outfit? What kind of outfit does one way? Yeah, when you do some breaking. We should, oh, we should I have to bust out my Terminator X sunglasses for I've got the week. perfect oh, outfit for that. Remind, are we doing 80s then? Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I think breakdancing really, you know, it has always been very much an 80s. Really, it's like saying disco. Like, like you don't see 90s disco. Disco is, you know, reflective of the era. You're right, you're right. Oh, man. Uh, but no, spring breaking. Spring breaking. I like spring breaking, though. I think we need to bring home invasions back to yeah. wrestling. Well, Tony D'Angelo and his goons, that'll basically be their pay-per-view. It's like, yeah, break it. We're about to do that. We'll break into cars. We'll break into houses. I guarantee you that joke will be made next week by Tony D'Angelo's crew. Yeah. Well, maybe they're watching this, you know? They did They did shout out to the streets. I don't know if that was a shout out to this podcast shout or whatnot. We need to, didn't we say we're going to start giving Tony D'Angelo a phrase that pays that he can say in his promos? I think he'll say them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh... So Tony D'Angelo is backstage. Zion Quinn's not medically cleared. Cuts a promo on Von Wagner. Saw Diamond Mine backstage. Okay, here's here's the thing about Diamond Mine. I was looking at Roderick Strong. I was looking at the Creed Brothers. So looking at Ivy Nile. Um, Diamond Mine is not looking like an elite faction. They're looking like there. There's a superhero group in Marvel called Alpha Flight. They're looking like a ragtag group of misfits who get together to fight crime. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're all like, there's no, they don't dress the same. They don't have the same look or physique. Like there is nothing about them that screams group at this point. Maybe they want to be individualized. Yeah. Yeah. But even, um, even like an AEW, like Dan Lambert and America's team, like they all kind of look like it belongs to get like guys, similar statures, builds, promo style. I don't know. I will say this. They do. I wouldn't say that they don't look like a group because they definitely do mimic that vibe of like a fight camp where they're all in the gym training. They all got their uh, gear for the diamond mine. I just think it loses a spark without Malcolm Bivens. Like Malcolm Bivens is usually one in the spot cutting this promo yes. that are funny and that are engaging. And this week we had Mr. Excitement number two, uh, Roderick Strong cutting these promos, which were not good and did not do anything to get you excited for this group. They were just, uh, I just didn't like Roderick Strong in this role where he's the one trying to fire them up. If you take away Bivens, this is the bad news bears of professional wrestling. 100%. <laughs> I love that. And I love the bad news bears. So, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, so Roderick Strong said, I don't want to see this break up like my last group did. Which yeah. Uh-oh. We're already telling that story? How much time is on Roderick Strong? Poor guy. <laughs> uh, but then the Viking Raiders showed up, and next week they're going to take on Creed. Yeah. Got a, a nice tune-up this week. I like what I saw from them. Yeah, Viking Raiders. Back I was hoping NXT. they would be called the War Raiders here in NXT, but I guess they're still Viking Raiders. 
Yes. Uh, what did you I think will say this was this was a return to NXT. Sorry, that I was happy to see. Like when I saw them, I actually popped. Like thank God. Yeah, me too. <laughs> what did you think, Issa, about Tony D'Angelo losing to Von Wagner tonight and getting beat down by Legado del Fantasma? It was stupid. It was the wrong decision. I wanted to turn the iPad off, and I was going to text you guys and tell you that I can't do this, but I drank enough alcohol to make it through it. Oh, man. See, that's what I, I – I almost didn't want to come and do this podcast. Too. Yeah, I, I might thought, walk out I halfway think, through. Yeah, I think we should go on a strike next time Tony loses and just tell we Raj we're not doing the show. Or we'll go – we'll do the show for an hour, but it'll be a gag rule. It'll be a – well, in solid area, it'll be quiet for the whole hour. It's a, an hour of silence for Tony D'Angelo the next time he loses. We just stare at the cameras on mute yep. like this. Yes. Oh, we could we could get some dead fish and like hold them like after <laughs> the strike. In like a vigil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like injustice for Tony D just holding a dead fish. <laughs> <laughs> we have to. Yeah. Everybody mail dead fish to the performance center. <laughs> Caravan Day. And let them know how you feel about Tony D'Angelo's booking. <laughs> Ridiculous. And then to Von Wagner. Von, Von Wagner. Wagner. Anyway, it's like ugh. Whatever. Like, this yeah. match wasn't even supposed to happen. They yeah. booked this match last minute because Sion Quinn was now medically clear. And, 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 what? Now, Von Wagner, Listen, the wrestler the wrestler with the charisma of a garden hose, Von Wagner, <laughs> beat the most charismatic superstar in all of WWE. The dawn then. of NXT. Yeah. And I did love how Tony D'Angelo did call Von Wagner Mr. Excitement. <laughs> that was very funny. I know. We're now running with this storyline. This guy has no personality. Uh, but yeah, that's what made me think that Tony D'Angelo was, of course, going to win. But this is might have been the most egregious booking in the history of NXT 2.0. In the history of professional wrestling. Yeah, sure. Ridiculous. Very disappointing. Um, let's see. Indy Hartwell, Persia Prada. Backstage talking to Roxanne Perez, talking to Toxic Attraction, talking about Roxanne's debut win, setting up a rematch for tonight. Then we had Fallon Henry with Josh Briggs. Yeah, I'm done with Brooks and Dunn. I refuse to say his real name. Uh, getting hyped <laughs> up for the six person tag match. And uh, oh, but Sophia Cromwell walked by and Brooks got distracted. So, you know. So they're still doing the version thing with him because they, they kind of yeah. seem to be dropping that, but now they're still picking it right back up. Uh, Nathan Frazier made his debut tonight. Against Bodie Hayward, Alfred, what'd you think of this? I'm glad they didn't just make it about the wrestling. I, you know, I have no reason to care about this guy Nathan Frazier, and I won't until I know what it's about. <laughs> but there's just an excess of all these wrestlers wrestling for the sake of wrestling. That's not going to do it for me, not in this era. So hopefully he has a story to tell or something like that. Uh, but I really did like that Grayson Waller. I thought uh, stole this segment. I thought it was funny that he pulled yeah. the enhancement talent out before the match even began. Like I, you don't yeah. really see that much. Uh, and then just kind of made it about him and bumped for the guy. The guy's got explosiveness and athleticism, but that's come on. He did. That was very good when he jumped out of the ring. That was yes. very good when he jumped out of the ring. But we're going to need to see more and see how they book him. Reminds me, it looks kind of like Heath Slater. Yeah, he does have that kind of look. That kind of uh, mm -hmm. cool. Who's that guy? I can't even remember his name anymore. But he kind of mimicked uh, Matthew McConaughey. A lot of people compared him to that. And he was with NXT for a couple of weeks and then kind of went away. I'll, I'll have to look up his name. But I did like the oh, chase. Right, you. Right, right, right. Yeah, I do not recall. Um, which, but that's the amazing thing about wrestling is you can literally make your gimmick. I'm just going to do an imitation of someone that's famous, and that yeah. is my gimmick. 
or I look vaguely like this person. So I will take their last name looking at you, RVD. Uh, <laughs> it's just a very weird business. Uh, a kid was a kid. No, it wasn't a kid. I, I can't. It, this is months ago, and he's unfortunately um, been released. But I'll, I'll find out. We could give you a list of twenty names and say, guess which one's actually a former NXT wrestler, and you probably couldn't get it. Yeah, that'd be a fun game. Maybe. Well, with the fun. name changes, we'll talk about the name changes tonight. Yeah. Uh, Grayson Waller interfered. Chase, you got involved, and we're gonna have Grayson versus Nathan Frazier next week at Spring Breakin. Bust out your card. They chase you. They chase you people in the crowd. It seems to be getting bigger, right? Seems to be getting oh, yeah. more every week. Okay, so it's here's my thought on this. Do you, okay, I think the chase you people are plants, and I think some of those signs are now provided. Of course. No. Well, of course, some of These them are, are plants. Legitimate students from Chase University, Glenn. Please. Actually, yes. Yeah, I've actually seen a couple of their diplomas. They they actually did earn an education at Chase U. A very coordinated, very smart. I want to see an event where if they really get behind him, which you know this is just a pipe dream, but like if he's going for the title, everybody in the building is wearing a Chase U T-shirt. I think that looked really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone gets a diploma just for cheering. <laughs> yeah. He should say that, but if he ever wins the NXT title, free diplomas for anybody to put on their resumes and say that you went to Chase U. Okay, look, I'm not going to take Chase U seriously until they get in Drew Gulak to be a guest lecturer. Oh, yes. Oh, 100%. Yes, that would be incredible. Because <laughs> that's credibility. Um, let's talk about Katana Chance and Caden Carter looking great tonight, taking on Elisa Leon and Valentina. For Rose, Issa, what did you think of this match? I like this match. I enjoyed it a lot, and I like seeing more women's tag team wrestling because, like, in the main roster, these titles just feel like a prop, right? And and I need I need to see a division being built. I thought they looked great. Yeah, I'm really liking uh, the new tag team partner for uh, Caden Carter. She kind of reminds me of Casey Catanzaro, but uh, yeah. Chance has got a she's, – she's got a chance to really be something, I think. And uh, I think uh, this good, very promising debut for this new athlete – and they are, have been working very well as a tag team. I think they figured out the chemistry. So very interesting and very um, impressive that they did this one match into Katana Chance's first match of her career. Wait, who did you say she reminds you of? Casey Catanzaro. She is Casey Catanzaro. That's no, no, there, there, there's, there's similarities there. I know a lot of people think she is, but there are similarities. It's just very... You know. Wait, really? They're not the same? No, they're not the same person at all. Now I am very confused. No, they're the same person, Glenn. <laughs> they're the same person, Glenn. <laughs> okay. Today, well, today, today, Casey Catanzaro was uh, added to WWE 2K22. That's why. Oh, really? Well, good for her. Yeah, that's well, why she's always like. No, but, but Elias and Ezekiel are not the same person, Alfred. Huh. That's the thing. Yeah, they're not. And if he gets both, does he? Who gets? They both each get different checks, or does the check get sent to Elias both times? What happens there? Good question. Elias gets both checks. Um, Katana Chance. I can't believe we got fell for that, though. That was incredible. <laughs> I, I looked at it. I was just like, I don't look. I don't know. You went on Wikipedia and looked up Katana Chance. No, I looked at it. I was like, like, because I almost was like, who is this? Because honestly, I was like, who the f is Katana Chance? Like, right? Yeah, I thought she looked good tonight, but Casey Cotton. Well, Casey Cottonzaro. Let me give you an example of this. Casey Cottonzaro because of her American Ninja Warrior fame, came in with a name, had an impressive spot in the Royal Rumble, had some memorable moments in NXT, and they said, nah, nah, we don't know what to do with her. And they yeah. didn't know what to do with her so much that now they're like, oh, we're going to give her a new name and relaunch her. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've finally been doing something a little bit with this tag team, but it's weird that she's one of the people who they decided to change her names because you see Cody Rhodes gets to keep his name and all the people who have names that actually carry value. And I think that Casey Kenzo is one of those people. She was very popular on a very popular show that rivals and I think does better than what Raw does every week. It would be hilarious if they made Cody Rhodes change his name in WWE and they're going to be Rhodey Codes. Like they just did something <laughs> really stupid, you know? Do you think that Katana enjoys music festivals as much as Casey did? Does anyone? Yeah, it's going to be tough to replace that level of enthusiasm. But Also, why haven't they shown us their Coachella outfits? I know. It was just, if any, if ever there was a time for this tag team to have one of those vignettes, it's Coachella weekend. Right. At least fake it and put them behind some flower wall and show the Coachella outfits. Yeah. That's like not booking Andre Chase for Teacher's Day. Exactly. Uh, okay. Well, that's the thing. That's how much we pay attention that I literally wouldn't have known that was Casey Cananzaro unless I Googled it. <laughs> I love that. I freaking love that. Well, she had the outfit tonight and everything. I mean, you know, I don't know. I'm like a ton of chance. Who's this mysterious? Yeah. Who's yeah. That? A different new uh, up and comer. That that would be see that would be the next level of WWE booking. If not only do they change names, and they're already kind of doing that with Ezekiel, but if they make you think that this is an entirely different person, yeah. Kelvin R. Alexander, five dollars, saying the wrong team won. Leon and Perez should have won. Um, no, I disagree. I think um, Leon and Perez hopefully will have their time, but they. I think you know, Caden Carter and uh, Katana Chance have put in the work, and I think it's time to kind of give them a solid push toward the tag titles. Um, so, after that, there's going to be a bad promo. Like, you don't have a chance. I have a Katana Chance. <laughs> oh, they're going to, yeah. yeah. Yes. Katana Chance in hell. You know, and I missed last week. So for all I know, I missed out on vital information. It's like why I still can't find, you know, China on a map. I was absent from school that day and I just never bothered to catch up with the class. <laughs> In wrestling, though, you, if you miss a week, you could really, sometimes you miss nothing at all. And so, and other times you missed a week, you feel completely lost. Yeah, 100%. Um, so... Let's see. Um, oh, speaking of names, Haley Ray is now Alba Fire. Alba Fire. I, I don't have a problem with the name. I just I do think Haley Ray is a much better name, and it's easier to chant. But whatever. Alba Fire, oh, an anagram fire. for Bleary AF. Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. I didn't think, um, I, I thought her promo was fine, her vignette, and kind of explaining how she's going to go back to this name. But we'll, we'll see. We'll just have to see what they do with her. But this is going to be the par for the course. I feel like we're getting a WWE reboot right now. You know, okay, so next week on this podcast, everybody, we're picking a new name. We are no longer oh. our names. Let's do it. Maybe okay. we should do it Friday. Should we do it Friday or should we do it next Tuesday? Let's do it Friday, and then we'll, we can even Friday. change the handle. Okay, everyone is a new name <laughs> okay. on okay. Friday in honor of WWE. Let's do it. I'm ready. I think it's the I think it's time. I think it's time, you know. <laughs> Spirit of the season. Um so 
three on two handicap match. We got Adele Phantasma versus Josh Briggs and Fallon Henry. Uh, Doug uh, Dunn was uh, attacked before. Um, we got Adele Phantasma won this match. Uh, this, this was okay. And anything, anything we're missing out from how great this match was? Um, no, no I, I can't stop singing. Legalo, leg. yes. That entrance is incredible. I, I was singing it the rest of the night. They need to never change that entrance. They, yeah, I've always kind of liked it and kind of dug that song, but them doing that has made it one of my favorite theme songs. And it's always like a highlight for me. I love when they come yeah. out to that entrance now. I thought they were, they were good. Though that tag team is incredible. And, you know, it did kind of fall apart with the Fallon Henley spots or whatnot. But I think um, Legato del Fantasma is very good. To, I'd like to see them on the main roster and like get an actual shot. But I just, they're not doing a good job with tag teams. They just try to break them up. So I'm fine with them right. having great matches in NXT here. Yeah. Uh, backstage promo with Lash Legend and Natalia. And Natalia's like everybody's wingman now. Like, yeah. she's everybody's tag partner. Hypes people up, you know? Gotta get that rub, We all man. need that person. We all need that person in our life. Also, incredible um, jean jacket for Natalia. I loved it. Yeah. Looking forward to this match. It's spring break-in next week on NXT. Break it, uh, I didn't see the recaps in here, but uh, in two weeks we get the next NXT Women's Breakout Tournament. What is it? What, any, anyone, anyone, uh, Papia during the vignettes tonight for the Breakout Tournament? Um, I okay. I like that they're doing the backstory and stuff like that. I don't think they dug deep enough with some of these talents. I know which one you're. Th- I know which one you think was the thin one. I know which one. <laughs> Should I tell me which one I thought? Uh, the uh, the uh, the the admin, the administrator. Oh, yes, yeah, of course, yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> that seemed very like 1987. Yeah, 100%. And it's just, uh, there's one, oh, she's, she's like a former beauty pageant queen, but also MMA background. No, it's fine. I think that's, I thought that was really cool in terms of the, she's going to mix it all together. People are going to have their preconceived no- notions, and hopefully she's able to really impress in terms of using her MMA background. But just for in general, I felt like they're all kind of going for a surface level type stuff when they were telling their stories. And I feel like that they could have done a better job digging for interesting things about these people. Agreed. Yeah. Oh, and we did see uh, backstage Grace Waller and Tiffany Stratton hitting it off. Yes. With the whole accent. Did you guys think that Tiffany Stratton and Mackenzie Mitchell look like twins at some, like when they were being interviewed, I just couldn't get over how similarly they looked. Hmm. Yeah. It was very distracting. For I, me. I noticed that as well. Um, Solo Sokoa versus Trick Williams with Solo getting hey. that win tonight. Yeah, yes. Solo Solo's over. Uh, I, I, you know, Trick's got it. He's got the it factor in terms of he's somebody who could definitely be a star, and you know he'll need as much ring time as possible and stuff like that, like a lot of people in here. But just in terms of the non wrestling things that you have to get, like this look and you know just the charisma and all that stuff, I think he's right there. I think Trick Williams is a very entertaining person to watch. Yeah, this was good. Agree, but I'm team Solo Sikoa. I love him, and I think it's time that this, if they're not gonna call him up, then start like booking him as a star that he is in NXT. Yeah. Um, good confrontation after with Grimes and Carmelo, and yeah, I like how they're building this. You know. Yeah, it seems like Grimes is gonna slowly go heel. I think that whether WWE does it or the crowd too, I think the crowd's going to side with Solo Sokoa and I think Grimes going to have to go heel. He's back to wearing suits, which he usually was doing, but he, now he's wearing a man bun, which I think is kind of a heelish thing to do. And I think he's going to be healed. 
Yeah. Good match, though. Enjoyable. Uh, we had Idris Nofe and Malik Blade backstage doing a little uh, yes! homage to Cool Runnings tonight. Cool Runnings, baby. Yes. I see pride. I see power. <laughs> now, uh, Cool Runnings holds up. I see a badass mother. Yeah, yeah, it holds up. I see it at least once a year. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> This was it's really one good. of those movies when you're flipping channels, if it's on, you stop and you yeah. watch it, no matter what. <laughs> no, what I see. That was great. They, did, they nailed it. They just nailed that segment. Yeah. So they need to do a, a black 90s movie every week. Next week, I want Don't Be a Menace. I want a scene for scene remake of a scene from Don't Be a Menace. There you go. Uh, this, was, this was good tonight. I like this promo, and they took on. Uh, the Viking Raiders. We'll talk about that in a minute. But oh god, it's Tony D'Angelo. It's Tony D'Angelo. We're going to talk about this. But let's talk about uh, Malik and Idris versus the Viking Raiders. The Viking Raiders got the win, but there was a show of respect between the teams after. Yeah, they, they should have respect. I mean, he just put these guys up like a million bucks away. He was bumping for these guys like they were superstars, which they did look, look, appear to be superstars in NXT. And I thought. I thought it was a great showcase for the Viking Raiders, and I thought he just looked really good taking some of these bumps. Yeah, I love seeing the Viking Raiders back in NXT. The, the crowd just received them so much. They haven't been doing anything with them in SmackDown, and just seeing them get that reaction, just it, it was great for them. I was happy. Yeah. Yeah. Good match. Good match. Um, vignette for Wesley at the beach. I love this so much. <laughs> now, like, now, Alfred was talking about how the video packages for some of the ladies in the tournament was thin. I love this. This felt yes. like it, he told you everything that you needed to know. I love that they addressed the situation. I was here for this entire segment. I thought it was very well done. 100%. I, I, I think this is the best vignette they've ever done. I mean, they're telling the really? story that the people yeah. here in Florida, not okay, in NXT 2.0, in the 2.0 era, of all these vignettes we've seen, this is the one that really seemed like it was a human being. Very similar. I know, you know Lacey Evans catches heat on this podcast from time to time, but very similar to that dynamic where they're just telling a person's real story and they're doing it in a way that connects with the people who watch this show. You know, you can argue that it's inside, but the message overall is something anybody could relate to, where it's me against the world. I'm going to go through myself. I don't know what story they're telling, whether they're going to push him as a single star, or maybe they will tell the story that him not trusting anybody is hurting his career, where he keeps losing as a single and needs somebody, maybe a Finn Balor, maybe a Ricochet to come from the main oh, roster right. or something to be his tag team partner. But I love everything about this segment. I thought it was amazing. If they had shot those Lacey Evans promos like this, there would be some of the best stuff that's been on SmackDown in it. Yes. Right. Promo-wise. Delivery was very good. I'm excited. But I was expecting at the end for like a card to come up, like with a new name. From, <laughs> yeah. like, like Lee West. Yeah. No, I was expecting for a card to come up and the windows roll down and a bunch of smoke and it's Matt Riddle saying, dude, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> the shaman comes again. Let's go. <laughs> Terry Allen Jr. 240 saying uh, Santino's daughter breakout tournament. So who's Santino Morella's daughter? Which well, one I know she's she? part of the, I don't know. Yeah, which she one was she? She has a new name. She was one of them. Hold on. Yes. Let's see what her name might have. Uh, maybe I don't. She was one of the video packages. I know that much. Ariana Grace. Ariana Grace. Yes. Yeah. Ariana, of course. Ariana Grace. Ariana Grace. There you go. That would be interesting. 
Um, we'll see how she does. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay, Tony D'Angelo was in the back. He was uh, saying, you know, we got to Del Fantasma. Outnumbered him, so he made some call. He made some calls in the span of like half an hour, and now he's got his crew. Oh, good lord! T- Troy, two dimes, Donovan, and Channing stacks Lorenzo. <laughs> I liked two dimes, Donovan. I thought that slapped. I don't know about Channing Lorenzo. I know we do. Look, there was a second where I almost hopped off the couch because I was when he said I got two two guys. I really thought Enzo and Cass were going to show up, and I was just. <laughs> well, yes, this is a disappointment if you expected Enzo and Cass. But uh, I, <laughs> I like how Tony D'Angelo's really kind of sinking into this Italian character. He's really got the accent down to kind of like cartoonish levels, but entertaining. Yeah. Like, I think this is going to work. I, the, the more people in the family, the better. Tony, if you need any goons, I'll be a goon for Tony D'Angelo, okay? Call okay, at your boy. Same. We'll all like, be goons. He's going to have to add a female to this at some point, yes. and I'm ready. Andrew. Look, I'm a fan of organized crime films. <laughs> Films, movies, TV. Not organized <laughs> crime you pause before you say films, it's yes. not such. Yes. Make that into a uh, meme. I, Glenn saying, I'm a fan of organized crime. <laughs> yeah, I uh, just took it right there. So, um, they never all wear the same jacket and hat. Like, like unless you're in a, like, unless you're in a, you're, you're the backup band for Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, you're not all wearing the same <laughs> outfit. Okay. That just ruined those guys for me now. Yeah, it's yeah. not a thing. It's not a thing. Yeah, I think they're going for the Hitman aesthetic. Like, you know, even like the game Hitman where the guy's in a suit with a red tie. Right. But yeah. They it, all wear the same matchy-matchy. Like, what about the like, Blues Brothers? Blues yeah. Brothers were not organized crime. They were brothers who played blues. Yeah, it's not in the they movie. They were in a but... band. Yes. Um I'm just saying, they could have done better with this. Tony deserves a little better, I think. Yeah, yeah. hopefully they. Are, I, are I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, Two yeah, I, I like that. It just tells Two me that nine. they're building around Tony D'Angelo. He'll have more to work with creatively. He'll have some guys to some goons to bump for him, and I think he'll make this work. Yeah, I think Tony D'Angelo is going to be the Ashley Parker Angel of this group, and realize <laughs> that he's better off as a solo artist. Yeah. This time will come. Yeah. Yes. Um, so there's that. I'll, I'll give okay. it to Tony D'Angelo. If you're watching this podcast, the word goons, that is the phrase that pays next week. I want him to say the word goons. Yes. Goons. Uh, I want to meet, I want to meet Tony's dad. We got to get Tony's dad to like come yeah. and counsel him and give him advice. I don't know about that because we saw a dad show up tonight and that didn't go well for him. So maybe Tony <laughs> will protect his dad. Yeah. Joe Gacy will just kidnap the dad. Yeah. That's what Joe Gacy's gimmick should be. He should, he should take Santino Morella, just all the dads of NXT, just in some cave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, you know, maybe WWE, we know William Shatner's a fan of wrestling. What about Robert De Niro or Al Pacino? Maybe they could really go big. Maybe Chaz Palminteri. You know, maybe yeah. Anthony LaPaglia. I'll keep going down the list of like, you know, further and further until we find uh, someone that normally plays organized crime figures who happens to be a fan of WWE. Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta would be good. I'm trying to think, how many movies has Ray Liotta played a good guy in, aside from Dominic and Eugene? Karina Karina. Okay. He's a lovable dad in that movie. Very underrated movie, Karina Karina. That and Dominic and Eugene. That's it. I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that <might be> it. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. Unlawful Entry is on cable all the time lately, and I have no problem with that. Love that movie. Um, so let's see. What was next? Oh, Mandy Rose versus Roxanne Perez. Mandy Rose getting the win, but it's really about what happened after the match. But what did you think, Issa, about Mandy versus Roxanne? I thought it was a good match. At one point, Roxanne bit Mandy Rose, and I just yeah. don't to think that maybe she didn't play video games and like actually train. She would not be able to counter that a little bit better. I'm like, no, this isn't your video games anymore. You can't be biting people in the ring. <laughs> we all know she's more talented than that, but now I cannot get that that's the backstory that you know NXT is giving her because we know she's so much better than that. So I couldn't help but to think that. But I mean, they obviously have something for her if, if her first stop is the champion right now, you know? But yeah, fun match. She looked great in there. This Roxanne is a stud. She's like a phenom in some ways in terms of like, I thought she's really good. I was surprised they beat her already, but I get it. It's a champion. I thought this might have been one of those things where she gets a win over the champion in a non-title match to build towards something. But she looks good. So far, what I've seen of Roxanne is good. I saw clips of her. You know, I'd heard some buzz about Roxy. I've never really seen too many Roxy matches, but I've heard some buzz. I know she was part of Booker T's school, Mm -hmm. um, and she's looked great. Well, and if you were wondering why JC and Gigi were wearing uh, hats that must have been a tribute to Debbie Gibson in the Electric Youth era tonight, it's so they could shield themselves from the silly string attack (laughs) at the hands of Roxanne and Wendy Chu. I wasn't a fan of this, actually. Yeah. You liked it? No, I was not. No. No. Oh, okay. I just said I was. I was like, I hated it. Like, silly string. When's the last time you thought about silly string? Listen, if we're going back to the 80s, Glenn, so we got to break out the silly string. We got to, you know, have the disco balls. Yeah. Maybe 89 was the last time silly string was over. Yeah. You know? So I'm brand- I, they're really infantilizing uh, Wendy Chu. Oh, you think? Like, I know. Look, you didn't think the onesie was enough? Yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. The gimmick is kind of akin, but they did a good job towing that line, especially when she would wrestle and, and making it more about her yeah. sleeping. But now, instead of just being a sleeping gimmick, which is all the onesie was for, now she's like literally acting like a baby or like a child. And I, I don't like that. Right. Much. You know what it's going to be? They're going to reveal that it's like the movie Jack with Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah. She's and she's like, right. a, yeah, she's just aging really fast. <laughs> Exactly. Uh-huh. I can get past the one C because we all have like whether it was sure. because of the sleeping. I know that me and my nephews like we dress up in one seats after our Thanksgiving dinner. We have a bunch of fun. So I could get past that because I do know that people still do the one C thing, but this tonight I just didn't like it. Not for me. Yeah, she's like Kevin she's doing the home alone gimmick, basically. Wendy McAllister. Yeah. Wendy McAllister. Also, Ho Malone, Ho Space Malone, great new name for an NXT talent. <laughs> Break in, Ho Malone. Yeah, we, we got to yeah, start. But it has to be male talent. Stole, you just stole my name male. idea for the show on Friday. Damn it. Ho Malone. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that. Yeah, I think that's good. But it should be a male talent, though, or else it's a little sensitive, you know? That's exactly yeah, why we work. We're non binary, you know? It's true. It's true. Uh, so let's see. Oh, Sloan Jacobs got a vignette tonight. Wants to be the youngest NXT women's champion in history. We saw her. She was on a couple weeks ago, like in a, just a random match. Wasn't At she? least she's been in AW too, right? Didn't she do a couple of shots yeah, for AW? Um, and she's wow. like 19. I didn't know she was that young. I, and, but this was another one where I thought like 
she didn't have to say I was an AEW or something like that, but I thought they could have done more with her story. I, I thought they were just, her story is that she's 19 years old. You got to do better than that. Yeah, I'm going to put her in the ring with Cora <laughs> Jade for who's, yeah, who's younger or something like that. Congratulations, you were born in the 2000s. Jesus. Part of that horrible Gen relate. Z generation. Can't relate at all. <laughs> Cora Jade is older. Cora Jade's 21 years old. Oh, she can drink. Let's go. There you go. That should be. They should get a tag team where she buys her alcohol, and they. She's like a bad influence on her. <laughs> finds her a finds her a fake ID. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, I'd be into this. <laughs> oh man, um, why does Joe Gacy have like druid warlocks <laughs> as part of his cult now? Did you notice one of them was Harlan? Like Harlan has been demoted to a druid. Yeah, and they didn't even mention that it was him. It was like clearly him. His body type, his tattoos. And no, he's just a druid now. Also, can we talk about the fact that we wouldn't need an overrun if one of the druids would have just handed Gacy the title directly instead of passing it one by like that took like a whole three minutes. I'm like, why are we doing this? It did. I will defend. I did like that as a visual. I was not a fan of this whole segment, but I did like the visual, especially knowing that they're going to put this in the video package. That does look kind of badass, especially when they speed it up. Them, you know, passing the title along. Yeah. Okay, fine. I didn't like it. I thought it was unnecessary. Like I was like, why doesn't one of them just go like, here you go, dude? <laughs> you know? <laughs> here you go, bro. <laughs> they just pass it to him. <laughs> well, the Coogan 97 wants to know where all the hosts Generation X. I'm technically late Generation X. Alfred is a millennial and Issa yes. is Gen Z. No, I'm a millennial. What the hell? Saying <laughs> <laughs> you look young. Very, very late millennial. Late millennial. Young millennial. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Millennials, the last great generation. The, the next, starting with Gen Z, you know how people always say, back in my day, they're all prideful about their, Gen Z is going to be the first generation that has to go, oh, back in my day, like, oh, we had, we canceled people. You know, everybody was a bully on, you know, it's just like everybody had anxiety problems. Like they, this is a terrible childhood. But the 90s kids, we had a great childhood. We had a goofy movie, you know, oh, you, yeah. you got all the, all the things to brag about. Keenan and Kel, all that, in Living Color. Mm-hmm. I mean, it yeah. just goes on and on. Um, Rugrats, Nickelodeon, Lisa Frank. Remember Lisa Frank? The way I expo- the way I exposed my age as soon as Glenn called me Gen Z, that would probably be the only time that you're going to be to be like, no, 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 I don't want to be involved with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on denial about my age until you put it that way. Then I'm like, okay, no, no, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Gacy took the mic, was talking about Braun, was talking about Braun's father. Rick Steiner came out, Braun came out, they're beating up druids. Gacy's got the belt, like they went over for this. I mean, like, okay, Issa, do you like this feud? No, but (laughs) Alfred, do you like this feud? I do not, not at all. And the crowd didn't like it either because they started chanting, We want wrestling, and it just it's a very overlong promo. And and it's the second it's the second week in a row that you close with this crap and not a solid wrestling match. And um Gacy shouldn't it shouldn't be Gacy versus Braun, it should be Harlan versus Braun. That's actually a really interesting, hard-hitting match. I'm assuming Harlan's gonna fight half this match for Gacy next week. Yeah, if they ever acknowledge him, if he gets to come from, I don't know if this druid thing is 
uh, permanent, if this is part of the acceptance that Joe Gacy is saying everybody's the same. I will say that I did like that they kind of went back to his roots, that now he's doing acceptance. Yeah, the, at least with the trying, promo. Yep. Yes, to, to say his motivation. But it did feel like too little too late because it's a true Glenn, thing. And Glenn, Glenn, do you like this feud? I do not like this feud, no. Were you? There was a rumor floating around last week that you were one of the druids. Can you confirm yeah. now that that's where yeah, you were that's last why week? Yeah, that's why you couldn't make the show. Oh yeah, you were one of the druids. Yes. I got a, I got, I got on a plane and I went to Florida. I was on, I was unmasked on the plane. I was unmasked in Florida, just like going up to random people and saying, "Cough on me, bro." Um, yeah, it was good. Time. I just traveled, and that was the weirdest thing, by the way. The non-mask anywhere anymore is so odd to me. It feels completely weird. That's why he dressed up like a druid, so he can cover his whole yeah. face from all these Florida people coughing on everybody. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, look, I hate this feud. I think Braun Breaker has been boring pretty much the entire time. His wrestling is good. His promos do nothing for me. I don't know who his character is. I don't care who his character is. And his feuds have been dull. Joe Gacy being, like, the bottom of the dull. Like, there is no there there to any of this. I will say I've been impressed with Braun Breaker in terms of his ability. In uh, ring, absolutely. Him. Yeah, they have not booked him well, and this is definitely the worst example of that. Braun Breaker makes Ricochet in, on a promo look like John Cena. <laughs> wow. Really? Okay, I don't think his promos are that bad just because he sounds so much like Scott Steiner. I think he'll tap into that crazy inner Steiner energy, and eventually I think they're going to get really entertaining. Uh, but I don't think they're that bad right now. I think he can talk. It just he doesn't really say anything engaging. Yeah, and that's the point, though. Yeah. Like, like you can talk, but if you don't actually have substance, what's the what's there sure. to connect with, you know? But he makes We have Rick Steiner out there today, and he meant nothing. He did nothing for the segment. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't even get the copyright to Steinerized for one night. I mean, come on. You got to play that old school Steiner music. Not this, like, royalty-free. You're right. You're right because there was no reaction when he first came no. out. It was just like, what's going on? Yeah, what, is this, what is this enhancement talent doing here? Like, they didn't play his actual authentic music. Yeah, there, there's a lot they could do with this. With Joe Gacy, this is still, his character has never evolved. It's actually devolved. Oh, it yeah. started with doing this woke parody thing that I'm assuming Road Dog was entirely responsible for. <laughs> Road Dog left, and now like acceptance, acceptance, tolerance. That like, still does fall into that woke wheelhouse. It's just they're not going as hard as I think they should me, have. Yeah, you're telling me with everything going on in the world right now, Joe Gacy couldn't come out there and get like flaming hot garbage thrown at him, cutting some promos that really were a parody. Yes, yeah, that's, 100%. What that's what I wanted to see. That yeah. would have been the best television every week. And if WWE had a spine and didn't count out of like uh, pressure from cancel culture or whatnot, or maybe even sponsors, which I would understand that, uh, they could have really put their foot to the gas pedal. The first week, Fox News picked this up, like, oh, WWE doing this answer. They should have been like, oh, we're this is every week we're gonna we're gonna choose violence, and then every week you got some real estate on Tucker Carlson, and listen. Mm -hmm. There's ways to go mainstream in this country, and the political arena could have been one of those things through this character. Right. And that's been my entire complaint of this. I'm I love it seeing any. I, I am down to see almost anything get parodied if it's actually funny. Yes, and they could have. There's a lot of material there. This could have been a very funny 
in terms of, you know, again, on one side, make fun of woke culture, but like the worst parts of it, the people who, you know, the cancel, the really extreme parts of it. And they could have had that with the alt-right part of it. Like, I wouldn't be opposed to somebody who mimics like QAnon supporter. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, let's get with the real world. I just bring uh, Drake Wirtz back and, you know, give him a mic. Let him, uh... <laughs> him, let him... <laughs> yeah, yeah. we'll tell everyone it's parody. Um, <laughs> but no, I think, uh, no, like, like Gacy should have like gone to court to to abolish the weight ruling for the cruiserweight title you know what i mean he should have had yes. like the biggest dude in all of nxt and joe gacy should have advocated for him to get a shot at the cruiserweight championship that would have been hilarious it would have they, they had a lot to work with there but i just don't like this joe gacy character at all I think they've ruined him, especially if this is what they're going to do in NXT. And I don't know what they could do to salvage this character. So I think they've just really ruined this character. Yeah. Yep. It's very bad. Um, very. So that was NXT tonight. Started great. And much like this show just descended into madness. <laughs> I but I think this podcast was much more entertaining than uh, NXT was tonight. By the way, I was like tuning into doing my rounds on YouTube last night. And I just got to tell you guys that Jack Farmer was saying that the, the Monday night crew is better than us. And wow. I, I am ready to declare war on them. If you guys want to support me, I don't need you to, I, I can take on them on my own, but I would appreciate to have you for support. hundred percent. I smell a trios match actually. And you know what team I'm on. We'll do two, team Tuesday nights, team Friday nights. We'll do it any night. We'll yeah. come to Monday nights. Yeah, I'm ready. Glenn. What's up? You ready? Oh, Jack, you're going down, buddy. Hell yeah. Hoorah. Thank you. Oh, they're in so much trouble. They, know, got, you know they, get, they get one good show. They get one good episode of Raw, and now they want to act like, yeah. please, please. And let me tell you something, Team Raw. Don't make us sick Anthony Y on you, okay? I'll keep him in my back pocket. <laughs> Don't make me sick Anthony Y on you. That tornado, if we find that we need help, that tornado is going to get us out of a jam. Hell yeah. <laughs> Talk to him, Anthony Y. Where's my guy? Where's my guy? Yeah, yeah, nothing. Hey, I see him. <laughs> there you go. Anthony Y knows what's up. Thank you. I thought you guys would have my back. I want you to know I would have fought this battle with or without you, but I appreciate this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah not, not even that. But we we just gotta support our sibling here. You know, it's a it's a brother and sisterhood in arms, and we're going to challenge anybody who comes to this kingdom. Look, I'm just saying, as the eye candy of Tuesday and Friday nights. <laughs> That you know, Jack. I know. I know you're pretty, bro. I get it. I get it. He'll never I'm just be saying. Win. You know, where's your shiny shirt? Yeah, come at me, bro. Oh man. Oh, we're gonna get him. I we're sparkle and shine because I'm a big, bright, shining star. <laughs> Incredible. So, on that note, Issa's at NYC Demon Diva. That's Diva with the one. Alfred's at This Is Nasty. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. Catch you all next time tomorrow night. AEW Dynamite coverage. We'll be back here on Friday with new names. Yes. Yes. I got. Should we do new gimmicks as well, or just new names? We're gonna we're gonna be dressed up, so maybe we could do both. We could do new names. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, next week we're dressing up for spring breaking. That's is it. Spring out. breaking yeah. next week. Yeah. Yeah. Next yeah. Tuesday, no Friday. Friday, new name, oh, new Friday. gimmick. Friday we yes. debuted our new name, and then on Tuesday we debuted the gimmick with the name. Sounds like oh, a deal. Okay. Okay, okay. I got to take it slow. You know, like NXT 2.0, where they put you in a match and then you get to know the character. That's all about it. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Uh, Have a good night, everyone. We'll see you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.